Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three and I have three. My name's Hallie and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi and I love agriculture. My name's Carter and I love eating. My name's Chase and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life. And our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in, that by sharing our story, all the fun, and all the mess, the challenges we are experiencing, it will give you some inspirations, laughs, and community, knowing you are not alone in this mess. We appreciate you spending time with us. Let's dive in. This episode of Blended Blessed and Always a Mess is brought to you by Halley's House of Healing in Santa Rosa Beach on the legendary 30A Highway. If you and your family are looking for a place to relax, rejuvenate, and recharge, then think about the legendary 30A between Destin and Panama City, where in Santa Rosa Beach you'll find clear ocean, white powdery sand, all kinds of cute local shops and restaurants, And Halley's House of Healing is less than one mile from the beach. With golf cart option available, stay in this three-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath that comfortably sleeps 10 by booking now at Airbnb.com on our website, BlendedBlessedAlwaysAMS.com, or reach out to us on our Facebook or Instagram page and book directly there. Welcome to this week's episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess, where we are still down at Halley's house in Florida, which has been the longest that we've got to be down here, and it has been a pleasant treat, I would say. It's been the most uneventful trip that we've had, so that's I'll take that as an amazing blessing and treat. It's been chill. We haven't had a schedule. It's been chilly, so it's not like we're running back and forth to the beach. We're just kind of low-key, whatever the day brings, which is not how reality is in our lives. It's normally insane and hectic, so it's been a nice flip from what we're used to. We were saying earlier, I don't know how we will do, like we do a long trip like this in the summertime, like we'll come back so tan. Because we walked, we walked, we walked, we biked, we biked, we biked. We went to the beach for a little bit at a time. It's like we'll spend all of our time outside. You almost don't even need a house except to sleep in because you can go outside and do stuff the whole time. And so then we're going to head back home and then next week looks like we're going to get a bunch of snow. For those of you listening up north, snow is not our thing. And that's why we bought Hallie's house in Florida. We weren't buying something up in Maine. Even though I hear Maine is beautiful, we, we don't want all the snow and the things like that. So with that being said, we did get some sunshine this week, even though it wasn't like being out 75 degrees the whole week. It was 50s, 60s. And in that time, Hallie decided to show up on more than one occasion, but definitely in a big way. One day we had a few hours of sunshine. So it was like, okay, this is the one day that we're going to be able to get to the beach and just soak it all up. It was a little bit windy. But when we go out a lot of times, because we're big Mizzou fans, someone has something on that's Mizzou. And so this time, Eric was wearing Mizzou. But as we walked out to the beach, we noticed this other family kind of back behind us that had Mizzou attire on. And Eric, I think you said M-I-Z to them. And they said Z-O-U back. And then we got settled on the beach. And then the mom comes up to us and was like, hey, where are you guys from? So we said Columbia. Then they shared they were from Columbia. And so we just start talking to her. And there was just something pushing me to ask her where her and her husband worked. Because I just felt like there was a purpose or a reason why she came up to us or why we crossed paths at that time. 
And she said that her husband works remote and works for a company out of Chicago and she works for Mizzou. So we continued the conversation, chatting, our girls go to Mizzou and blah, blah, blah. And so then it was like something kept pushing me to ask, well, what part of Mizzou does she work? And so I asked her that and she said, Kaffner and Eric and I both looked at each other and laughed like, oh, of course you do. So we start talking to her a little bit more. And I said, well, I lost my daughter a year ago. And she goes, I thought that's who you guys were. She's like, I was at the scholarship dinner. I work for Sean Poor, which is who I worked with to get the forever scholarship set up in Hallie's name. And just this crazy connection of that moment that we're on the beach at the same time with someone that has a connection back with Hallie and just beautiful moments like that, that you can take a breath and be like, okay, God's in our story. Hallie's still with us. It's amazing with the thousands of people that come and go that you happen to be placed right next to each other on the beach. Yeah, I think that all the time. There's no reason other than God and Hallie just want to be like, hey, we're with you. Other than those people or us could have been vacationing anywhere in the United States, somewhere else, and we ended up on the same exact beach right next to each other. And again, yes, we see the Mizzou stuff all the time, but then to be from Columbia, to work in Mizzou, to work on Hallie's Forever Scholarship, unbelievable. That is a a magical, magical moment for us on the beach. Just feel a little bit of comfort. So then right after that, Eric and I sat down and I'm like, what is that in the ocean? (laughs) Like right in front of us. I'm like, is that a real duck? It was a duck. Like, I don't know if you guys go to the beach very often. I've never seen a duck. I've seen a lot of birds, but not a duck. And I thought it was like a toy, like a kid's toy or something. I'm like, is that even real? She kept looking at me and be like, well, that's not real. What is that? And then, it, and then it flew off. It was by itself. I'm like, okay, Al, all right. One single bird. But like I said, we didn't have much planned. It was kind of a free-flowing trip. But one thing I wanted to do is to do a bonfire on the beach. I've seen that set up many times. I'm like, this would be a great time. It's chilly. And just to have some sort of experience planned. And again, Hallie shows up because we had the most insane, unbelievable sunset that not any of us have ever seen. On top of the sunset being every shade of orange, there was a calmness and a stillness around us that we had not experienced ever, I don't think, on a beach. There was hardly any waves, which was really bizarre, and it was not windy at all, which we've had a ton of wind this entire time we're down here. Like, today's rainy and cold, so it could have been, we could have scheduled it for a weather that we had today and have been god-awful. But it was amazing. And none of us will, I think, ever forget that night. Chase had his guitar. He was picking around his guitar. We made s'mores. We shared our 2024 goals. My mom took 4 million pictures of the sunset (laughs) along with everybody Is that all it was, 4 million? Okay. And we got my dad out there who doesn't care for the beach. And he was in his cozy chair and enjoying the bonfire like everybody else. And it was just a cool moment. But I think everybody felt Hallie's presence in that Hallie's presence and God's presence in that amazing sunset that we sat there for three hours and watched it go down. I mean, it felt like it should have gone down way faster. You normally do. You see that it's gone. It stayed. We'll post pictures. It'll look like they're filtered. None of the fil. I mean, 
you couldn't do a filter to do it justice how pretty it was. So it was absolutely outstanding. And, and again, if you've ever been to the Panhandle this time of year, you're looking at 50s, 60s, and the temperature yesterday was like 56. And then absolutely perfect to be around a fire on the beach all night long and, and just unbelievable evening for all of us to connect, to talk, to share memories, to share stories and lots of laughter. And one of those moments that so glad that you booked it, Ange, because it was, it truly was when you talk about experience, it was like that for the kids, for the family. It was a once in a lifetime experience for sure. So here's what I would say about going to the beach or, or even just sunsets is that no matter what season you are in, what crisis you're going through, or what trauma you're walking through, there is a subtle peace that you can gain when you see the ocean, when you hear the waves, when you see a sunset or a sunrise, to know that our Creator is out there. He did this. He's with you. And that you're not alone because I know, I can tell you personally, that trials and tribulations that you go through in life feels so isolating and lonely, even though you could be surrounded by a ton of family and friends. I think it's like that for everybody. Like when you're struggling, it's so isolating, but there is something about seeing God's creation that makes you feel like you are not alone. And he's with you. He created this so he could help you with your challenges. I know my mom always goes and throws sand into the ocean. And it's like the sign of like, you're giving your your troubles to God. So sunsets are a reminder that tomorrow will come no matter how terrible or how good today was. The sun's going to rise again. That light will always shine after the darkness and Days come to an end, good or bad. And those moments, good or bad, won't last forever. So you have to savor in those precious moments like we had on the beach and hold on tight to those and know that they're fleeting just as much as the challenging times are are fleeting. And the sunset's probably one of God's most beautiful miracles. It's his way of showing us that even endings can be beautiful. And it's really probably one of the most underrated miracles, I think. I know all of my kids, we all pay more attention to sunsets and sunrises than we ever have, because it's just that reminder. So don't let it be routine and just brush off any sunset that you see or any chance you get to have a connection or have a moment or make a memory with a with a loved one. So I hope you take in more sunsets in 2024 and uh, know that God's with you and he's here through all the suck. So speaking of loving sunsets, my parents did not want to walk home. So they have graciously decided that they would be on our podcast. So they're actually here so willingly and they're so excited to talk with us today, aren't you guys? <laughs> we should have given him some wine or something get him loosened up a little no, bit he, i don't know he, got, he has cbd gummies oh, my dog's pills. <laughs> oh yeah that's right so we brought polly on this trip and did we already talk about that on the last, last podcast week. i think so yeah we joked that we were going to give my parents the polly's chill pills that we gave her on the drive down here so they could chill out but the last time we recorded a podcast with them, we were on vacation with our entire crew. 
And that was such an epic trip. It was our favorite vacation of all time because everybody was together. And I know mom and dad had a ton of amazing memories with Hallie because she got super sunburnt and stayed in with them a lot. But we talked about marriage and just mom's quote was, you know, you have to choose a lane because if you stay in the middle of the road, you're going to get ran over. So our theme this year, this is going to be season three, episode one is really talking about focus. That's my word. Eric's word is... Integrity, which develops trust long-term. Just doing what you say you're going to do so that, you know, your family, your friends, people around you can see a growth projection and and they can trust you. So focus for Angie, integrity for me. Hopefully between the two of those working together, it can be something really special for, for us and for our family and for you. So focus on this particular podcast is really around healing and talking through our emotions rather than burying them alive, which is we talked about on the last episode. And I really wanted to get their perspective from from a grandparent's lens of their experience of losing a grandchild and how their strong faith has played a part in that and and maybe have them share like what they have learned from grief in the past and and what it's also like as a parent to see your child go through such extreme loss as well and like how do you how do you heal so i said a lot but thanks for being on the podcast and and maybe we'll start there with like tell us what it was like what it has been like for you having seven kids and knock on wood, not had anything traumatic happen in all your years of raising kids. And then to lose Hallie, who you both were extremely close to. I'll just start with, it brought memories to me whenever our oldest son, his best friend was killed in a car accident when he was 19. And he was friends with all three of our sons. And, you know, after he died, you know, our lives, our seven kids were all at home and and our lives went back to normal, but theirs never did. And I've always said, you don't know what you don't know. And after Hallie died, his brother came to see us, and we sat and talked about Hallie and his brother, and we cried together. And then I realized that that pain never goes away. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's was it been 32 years since that happened. And like he said, it was like it happened yesterday. But yet it's been forever since he got to see his brother. So it's just how you have to learn to cope with the pain and, and live with the pain because it's, it's going to be there. And I think the, I, I just think of Hallie, 20 years old. She lived her full life. That girl did everything. Mm-hmm. And the lives that she touched, we're just even just learning of the people that she touched lives after she died. And, I think I'm 73, and I haven't lived my life yet. That girl lived her whole life. You're still trying to live it, Alice. I'm trying, but that girl did it. That is so true what you said, too, around my brothers losing their best friend, Brett, Eddie. And you don't know until you've gone through it yourself of what pain those families feel and still, still feel. And so it is. It's like I can't imagine until you actually do have to live through it. Now there's that connection, right, with with them. My experience uh, with that was you you never know from one day to the next what it's going to be like. And we're all together on Thanksgiving. And then Sunday we get that horrific phone call that Hallie been shot. And that by itself was bad enough. and, And we didn't know how bad it was. We head to the hospital 
And then she died on that Tuesday. So I never experienced pain like that before, losing somebody so close in the family. And then on top of that... It's okay, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) On top of that, you see the extreme pain your daughter goes through. That was heart-wrenching. And then the honor walk. It was another tear-jerking experience of that was so hard for her to pass by and you say your final goodbyes. After all that pain we went through and stuff, and I was sitting here reading a book entitled uh, Signs, and then I read the chapter in, and I took a brief pause, and I happened to look out the door, and uh, out there was this big, beautiful yellow butterfly flying back and forth in between couple of bushes there at the end of the sidewalk i knew that had to be hallie making a little visit and remind me that she's there you know so that was a good yeah i think obviously we've seen too hallie brings so many signs regularly and when angie first read that book um, i still haven't got to read it yet and she just started explaining to me if you really are open to it and you're attuned to it then those loved ones they do want to tell you that they are near and and they're with you. And so with that being said, do either of you think as we move forward that time heals it all? Oh, I think probably after could be a long period or something like that, you know, but I don't know if it ever really truly heals completely, but probably every day you, you probably think of the pain of losing her, you know, and so it, it doesn't really go away, I don't think. Um, one thing I would say is that Angie – I can look at any kind of picture, and I can tell you if it was before Hallie died or after she died. I can see the pain in her face. And like Angie would always say, a mom knows. And I think about that pain, and it brings me back to whenever Craig lost a classmate, Daniel, and he was an only child. And his mom had once said to me that she would walk through hell barefoot just to see Daniel. And I think of that physical pain that it's worse for the pain of losing a child than that physical pain is. And I, I just think about that often of this mom that lost her only child. That's so true. I mean, I just, there's not a way to describe it. And yeah, the physical pain doesn't matter. Like my back's been bothering me for a long time and I just don't even care. Like I don't care that it hurts bad. I'll deal with it, but like there's nothing in comparison to that constant, like, broken heart. And I don't think time heals. I think over time it gets easier to breathe. Like, the the tightness in your chest and the load that you're carrying, I think over time gets feels a little bit lighter, but that pain never goes away. And there's moments of joy the fire pit bonfire night that we had and watching the sun set was definitely a moment of joy. And you felt God's presence. You felt Hallie's presence, but nothing, nothing will take that pain away. And you're right, mom. I mean, moms know you, I'll get random texts from mom and it's a low, low day and there's no way she would know because <laughs> we haven't talked, but I'll get a, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I feel like today's probably a rough day for you. Yep, it is. 
Yeah, and I'll get a text from your sister, Jesse. It'll be like, is Angie okay? I feel like something's not right. And that's, you know, Jesse's a mom. She's your sister. You have that. And as I was talking to your parents on this trip, even, I said it, it's the collateral damage that we talked about before, right? It's grandparents losing Hallie. It's siblings losing Hallie on these family trips. And when your mom was kind of talking to me about, I can tell by a picture if it's before Hallie passed or not, 100%. Because collateral damage, right? I feel like I didn't just lose Hallie, but I also lost a wife in some respects because I like your mom. We both know that there's a, there's a Hallie being here with us on earth and then there's Hallie being in heaven and it's changed everything in those regards. So no, I don't think it heals either from based on what I've seen and talking to other mothers that have lost that are 20 years into it. It doesn't ever go away. You just learn how to keep breathing and breathing a little bit better perhaps. Like Angie said, when we were on the beach, you know, there was a lot of fun and joy and the beautiful sunset. But yet, deep inside, there's that one chair that's empty, and you feel that. You can just feel that Hallie is not there, that she should be with us. And so that pain will never go away, but you do have fun. We had a great time. But yet there's that emptiness that someone is not there. What do you think has helped you guys get through this and navigate this? Because I know we've talked a lot about that on the podcast with just us, but even from a grandparents or a parent perspective, what do you lean on? What do you cling to to get through the last 13 months? Well, you put your trust in God and your faith. And, uh, you know, Hallie's in a good place. I've had my visions of her being up in heaven, standing next to Jesus. So I I know she's there. So she's in a good place. Well, I try to go to Mass every day. And after I receive the Eucharist, go back to my bench and kneel, and I have special prayers that I say. And in my little folder, there's a picture of Hallie, her memorial card. And she is smiling so big, and I'm like, oh, man, she is with Jesus right now. So that's what helps me get through. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's really it. You're hoping to someday be with her again in heaven. And we were talking today, and Dane even said at 13, like, the goal is that you would go to heaven. And he feels bad for people that don't know Jesus in that regard. I think as parents, that's what, what our hope is. And obviously, as grandparents, too, you know, the, the signs book that you have read and loved and you've shared with so many and then you shared with your dad this week. Do you think you guys will have any kind of conversations about the book deeper than just what happened this week? I do think it already led to deeper conversations and that I wanted to share that book specifically with dad because he likes to read. And it was one thing that I read that really brought me a lot of comfort in a different way to think about having a relationship with Hallie since she crossed over. But even even on the bonfire night, I was sitting next to dad and mom absolutely loves sunsets. And so I leaned over to dad and I said, well, what do you think of mom's sign to us? <laughs> she crosses over at some point in her life is going to be, I, I think it's going to be sunsets is going to be the way to connect and we'll feel her presence in that moment. But it definitely, I mean, didn't you think it gave like a, just a different perspective on how you think about things, but also confirmation and that you read a lot of stories and it's like, oh, wow, that happened to us. Yeah, it was an interesting book and, and uh, it left your mind open to all the possibilities of different signs that could come your way. You just got to be aware and 
recognize them. And, and in, in mom's case, uh, there could be sunshines or I could hear a telephone ringing. Well, <laughs> that could be it. When a phone rings randomly, that will be her sign. <laughs> Every time we, a phone rings, an angel gets its wings. We tease my mom all the time because... She was a stay-at-home mom, had a daycare, like took care of kids her entire life. And now she has an opportunity that she can have friends and can be free and go (laughs) run life and be this little social butterfly. So she gets a lot of phone calls. We always like tease her about being on the phone all the time. Oh, she's going for another walk and talk on the beach. I hope she comes back. (laughs) So many kids back. Where's grandma on the beach? Um, that's what Andrew would say. She's on a walk and talk. Uh, speaking of, we, we've talked about this bonfire that was so good and so nice. And I think it was almost miraculous that we got Kenny on the beach for almost three hours for this bonfire. We even we had to get him down really close to water once for pictures. But otherwise, he sat. You enjoyed your s'mores. Kenny, I got to ask you, for a guy that hates the beach, doesn't even like to go down to the sand... You seem like you had a pretty good time. Uh, really, you're lucky you got me down there. <laughs> but it was it was a good time. It was it was a beautiful sunset and it was very quiet. Uh, wasn't any big waves coming in, crashing up against the bank, you know, and stuff. And uh, it was peaceful sitting there watching a fire flicker and little sparks flying off the wood. And we wound up at the end of our three hours down. We was the only ones left on the beach, so it was, it was a quiet time and. Plenty of time to think about various things while you're sitting there. Would you call it a really, really good night for yourself? It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I caught him slipping up once and saying it was an almost perfect night. And I was trying to get him to say it out loud just because I knew. I, I was like, in that moment, I was like, oh, I wonder if he would say it. Alice, what about yourself? I don't know. I just... I had this feeling, and I I really can't explain it. The sunset was absolutely beautiful. I mean, you couldn't, you can't even describe it, and pictures don't even do justice for it. I mean, it was just, it was almost like an out-of-this-world experience. Like, you can't explain it. It was just so beautiful and so, like I said, so peaceful. And the waters were calm. I know I sit there when I have, like, experiences like that, that you're just like, did that all really happen? Like, it was so beautiful. Then I just try to imagine, like, what it's like for Hallie. Like, you you cannot put your mind, wrap it around what it's like for people that are in heaven. You just can't. I can't even imagine it. Because we couldn't have, walking onto that beach, imagine what that evening was going to unfold for us. Same with, you know, good and bad experiences, right? Like, you have no idea that your husband's going to spill gas all over your car, and then you have to drive five hours with it smelling like gas. <laughs> but you also can't imagine that amazing sunset is going to unfold for you. <laughs> if you thought I was going to, you were going to get by with me not saying that on a podcast, you're crazy. <laughs> One time, right, Kenny? We talked about this. Kenny and I both do the same thing. We give it an extra click or two to get the gas at the pump. And the first time in my life, it overflowed. And then you had to... Let, let me just explain something here. Well, let me explain. <laughs> no, you let me explain. First, that if we're being 100% transparent and honest with the listener, we recorded this podcast from Halle's house last night. 
as I was editing it on the drive home today, over half the file was messed up. And that's never happened to us before. I truly believe that Hallie showed up because we were talking about the science book and and used the energy to mess with the frequencies. That's fine, whatever. So the option at that point is, how do we get this podcast finished? And that's, we made it home safely. And Kenny and Alice are sitting at our kitchen table wanting to go home, but we're re-recording the last 15 minutes of the podcast. On the drive, may have had a mishap at the gas station. And I felt awful. You guys were in the car. You could attest. I multiple times referenced, how can we fix this? I was very upset about it. And I was pissed. <laughs> I told because, you she was. Because let me just explain something. One other time this happened in my car and Summer was learning how to pump gas and didn't shut it off right. Wasn't sure what she was doing. And for whatever reason, <clears throat> if you overflow gas in my vehicle, it smells like someone dumped gas on the inside of my car. I do not know why, but that gas smell is like horrific to me. Like it's like an instant headache. So I take Polly out at this gas station to go to the bathroom and I'm coming back and I'm looking at what Eric's doing and he's looking at the pump and not looking at the actual gas tank of my car and gas is pouring out everywhere. And then it's like he need to, he need to get to $10 because we're topping it off. And so he's not at 10. So he keeps like a second time he's filling it. Yes. Don't even look at me like that. I witnessed this whole thing. You did it twice. And I'm like, as I'm walking up to the car, I'm like, what are you doing? And then instant, I'm like, mother ever, I'm going to have to smell this gas for the next six beep, 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 beep hours. <laughs> yes. And I humbly apologize to everyone in the car. I offered to drive and let you ride with your parents. We then all offered to get out and switch with you to sit in it. I got air fresheners and sanitizers and which probably just made it worse. But and then you guys are, we're not changing cars. And so I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know. Then we stopped to wash the car. I mean, ask your parents as my witness. I multiple times was like, I don't, she's going to be, I know she's very upset. I don't know how to fix this. I calmed well, down after after a while. Well, let me just say this, that Eric was very quiet in the car. He did feel terrible, awful. But then when we got out at the one service station, the gas was smell was going away to some. Because we drove for several hours with the sunroof and windows open when it was 30 degrees. And so after he got a hug from Angie, he got in the car and he was talking to him and he was singing and I could Mom tell. Mom goes, oh, he's in a really good mood. I said, his love language is physical touch and I let him give me a hug. <laughs> well, Alice got a great concert out of the deal. All right. So... So here's the deal. I'm going to go back to the sunset analogy because I keep thinking about it, is that it, your day is going to be dark at different moments, but that light will always shine. The sun will always rise. So when you go to bed with a heavy heart, like so many people do, I know so many people do because I talk to a lot of people, the light will shine in the morning and it's going to be okay. So take a deep breath. Know that God's with you. Whether you witness a beautiful sunset or you've spilt gas in your car, it's going to be okay. 
as a husband, that's one of those moments where you're like, ah, this, I messed this up. And then you drive for a while and you have those dumb thoughts where you're like, is this really going to matter in five, five years? No. Five hours? No. Don't say that to your wife, okay? I mean, you got to be smart enough. And I, I, in my 40s, in my 40s, I didn't do that. I just didn't even, resp- I didn't message her for a really long time because I was like, she's mad. Don't do it. What I was going to say about what you were just saying, though, is it reminds me of Easter Sunday sermon that, that we heard years ago that we live in a Saturday world where Jesus dies on the cross on Friday and Saturday, the story's over. I mean, we know now that that's not true, but for all of his followers and his disciples and the apostles to them, the Saturday, the story's over. It's just, it's a sad, we live in a Saturday world where with all the pain and the sadness and the death that shouldn't be here because of the fall of Adam and Eve, it's a Saturday world. But the message I want Sunday's coming, Sunday's coming and it's already come for Hallie. I mean, that's the, the beauty of it. And I was reading my Bible earlier this week. And, and in that, in, in a verse in Matthew, Jesus says, John the Baptist was the greatest human being to walk earth until Jesus was born and walked earth. And in his father's kingdom in heaven, John the Baptist would be the least of all the people there, which means Halley's already surpassed. So again, Sunday's coming and, and Halley's already found Sunday. She's already there with Jesus. And that's a, a beautiful thing. I want to touch on one more thing before we wrap up. I have noticed and witnessed over the last 13 to 14 months, the way the three of you interact actually in person and physically in the way that you hug each other and the way you talk to each other and the length of those hugs. Can you guys just elaborate the three of you on what that's become and transformed into since Hallie has gone to be with Jesus? Well, in the past on some of our podcasts, we've talked about trauma bond and a trauma bond can be a negative bond you have with someone, or it could be a positive bond that you have with someone. And I think losing Hallie has brought us even closer together. And I can't tell you how much my hugs that I receive from my parents mean to me. And we hug totally different. I can tell you before I lost Hallie, I wouldn't really even probably be able to describe how my parents hug honestly. And after Hallie, I can tell you exactly how we hug. And every time we hold on to each other tight, they are long hugs. We don't want to let go. And there are no words said because there's nothing to say. We make sure that we always say, I love you before we hang up. And it's a, a completely different relationship. And I am so grateful. I've said this over and over to so many people. I am so glad that I had my parents do this. I cannot imagine. I can't imagine not having my parents do this. And I think they feel the same way too. Of just like, it's just so hard, but I'm so grateful that I still get hugs from them because I know there's people that go through trauma and don't have their parents. And I also can't imagine that either because I don't care what age you are. You still want your mom and you still want your dad. And at 46, I still want hugs from them. So that is forever changed. And that's some of the gifts that you receive going through something so traumatic is that knowing, the knowing of what really matters and how you can prioritize the words that you say and how you spend your time. I think just, you know, people don't know what to do or what to say. You don't have to say anything. There's no words. Just a long hug is 
what you need to do. I've learned since Hallie's passing, hugs are very important, and you need to do that every time you're together when they all leave to go home or something like that. Give them a hug and tell them you love them because I didn't get that chance with Hallie. She left that Thanksgiving day, and I never got to give her a hug. And I missed that. Should have been there to do that. I think the other thing that I it means so much to me that my parents do is that they talk about Hallie all the time, and they honor her in using their gifts. Mom makes the bears for other mamas, and Dad writes his poems about Hallie, and they're constantly talking about her. And, you know, Mom, we bring Hallie with us whenever we go on a trip, and Mom holds on tight to her and when we travel. And I just, that means so much like there are no words to express how that makes my heart feel and so thank you both for that for showing up when I need you and honor Hallie I know Hallie you say Hallie's proud of me but I would also say Hallie's proud of you and so grateful to have such amazing grandparents I watched Alice just like talk about Hallie to strangers on the beach this week (laughs) and she did did you not Alice I mean you're just like I just do. I It just comes up. Like there was a guy that had a license plate that had a horse on it. So this lady, she always wanted a horse, and she hopes someday she will have a horse. So I had to tell her about Allie. Well, we ran into this couple at church, and they asked about the sweatshirts we had on the words on the front and stuff like that. So we told them about that, and I said, would you like to have a book that my daughter wrote about Hallie? So <laughs> They, I, for Christmas, I gave mom and dad sweatshirts from the Alexandra and Wells company. If you have not checked it out, go check it out. They are like the most simple, elegant, classy, amazing quality apparel that you can customize for your loved ones. My mom's sweatshirt says grandma of an angel. And my dad's customized sweatshirt says Hallie E. Phillips, you deserve to be remembered. And I have one that says I wear this because of my daughter. And I don't know, I just I just love them. Uh, I love the company and everything that it means. And so, yeah, I, they're conversation starters, apparently, too, at church. <laughs> you know, the thing we learned on this vacation to Hallie's house is that uh, it, it took them a few times, but Kenny and Alice have figured out how to get to St. Rita's Catholic Church. And so now they are up and at them every morning and off to Mass before anybody gets out of bed. So it's a, that's a new part, and I think they're pretty much almost members down there now. So... <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're locals. <laughs> I think one other quick thing, then we'll wrap. We went around at the bonfire and shared, everybody shared their 2024 goals. And I was in awe of my parents' goals for 2024 because both of them said very similar things and that they wanted to grow their faith, their relationship with Jesus. And I mean, it was kind of intimidating a little bit for me because I'm like, damn, if they want to focus on that when I think they're probably the most faithful, devout Catholics that I have ever been around, people I've ever been around. I mean, mom has 95 nativity scenes. I am not shitting. Oh, sorry, 98. I'm not shitting. I shouldn't even say shit at the same time I'm talking about nativity scenes. You got growth to do. You got growth. (laughs) But to see them say that's their goal for 2024 and. My dad shared his and had everybody at the bonfire crying, I think. 
<laughs> but that's powerful. That's powerful to always strive for that in the midst of the really, really hard times. All right, Kenny Ellis, before we let you go home and actually get some rest, is there anything else that you guys want to say? Anything, any wise words? We appreciate you being on again. Again. <laughs> I think Hallie had a lot to do with that bonfire down because it was so peaceful. So she had to make it perfect for us sitting down there that evening and quiet. And it was really nice. Yeah, we'll post photos of it, but they, they're not going to do it justice. And there's no filters. You're going to be like, oh, they filtered that. No, it was just the most beautiful shades of red and orange for a long, long time. And just the rays across the water it was as bright as what the sun was. I mean, your eyes couldn't handle the rays all the way across the water to the shore and the sun. And it just kept changing. And it was like that for two and a half hours. Yeah, it shouldn't have lasted as long as it no. did. It was, that was no. beautiful. Well, I think that's a great place to wrap. We had a, a wonderful family trip down to Hallie's house in Florida. And as the sun went down that night, uh, a reminder that the sun will rise again tomorrow. And that uh, while we live in a Saturday world, Sunday's coming. And we hope to see each and every one of you there uh, with your loved ones. Thanks so much for spending your time with us this week. We hope you have a wonderful week and God bless. Thank you for listening to Blended Blessed and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at blendedblessedalwaysamess.com. Reach out to us on any of our social channels. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week. 